lift off and the clock has started. This is 20 minutes, you'll never get back. And welcome to 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. My name is Doug Prezak, and I want to thank you for tuning in. I also want to give you a special thanks because you're giving me 20 minutes of your life to listen to my podcast, and I appreciate that. And as promised, if there's time left over at the end, I'm going to give it back to you. I also want to thank this episode's announcer, Alyssa. Fantastic job, Alyssa. Thanks for doing that for me. Alrighty, I think it's time we get this episode started, so here we go. I'm sure you noticed that the title of this episode is Game Show Expert, and that's because in the next 19 minutes, I'm going to give you enough information so when you go on a game show on television like The Wall or Common Knowledge, you're going to have information that you've committed to memory, and that way you can win like a million dollars, and then you can give me part of it. So that's how it'll work. I'm going to just give you information. You're going to write it down. You're going to commit it to memory. And then you're going to go on a show and you're going to win a lot of money and give me some of it. Okay. That's how it'll go. I don't know how much trivia I'm going to be able to squeeze in in 19 minutes because I have a lot of it here. Uh, and you're going to be writing it down because I want you to win all that money. So remember, you can give me part of it. So to keep you from getting confused between topics here, I'm going to put one of these in. And that way you'll know we're moving on to a new subject. All right, let's get going. Remember, take notes because I really want you to win that million dollars. All right, the first one. Cats sleep for 70% of their lives. So there you go. There's your first fact. And I know this was true because in this household, uh, my cats spend the other 30% of their lives licking my face at 3 a.m. in the morning. Next up, the human nose can remember 50,000 different scents. I can think of about 38,222 I wish my nose did not remember. Uh, I'm sure you have a few too. Here's a fact I did not know, but you will now. The Three Musketeers bars got their name because they used to come with three flavors. Let me interrupt myself for a second. If there is a fact I'm going to give you that has a little bit more of a story, that's now going to be called Deep Dive Trivia. What a stupid voice. Back to the Three Musketeers. Here's the story on that one. So back in the 30s, 1930s, the Three Musketeers came in a three-pack with a different flavor nougat in each one, uh, vanilla, strawberry, and, of course, the chocolate. The rationing that took place in World War II made that triple-flavor Three Musketeers candy package too expensive, so the company decided to cut it down to one, and the most popular flavor was the chocolate we know today. There you go. It's really just a one musketeer bar. How are we doing on that note-taking? Am I going too fast or keeping up? Well, you can't answer me, so I'm just going to assume that it's going okay. All right, next up. There are 119 grooves on the edge of a quarter. Now, please don't pause the podcast and find a quarter and start counting them. Um, I've already done that for you. There are 109. All oh, right. I can't lie. I did not count. I'm just going to assume this is a true fact. There's 119 grooves on the edge of a quarter. <sighs> Time for that zingy music. Remember the movie Lady and the Tramp? How could you forget that? And the classic scene where the two dogs, I have no idea what their names were, Lady and Tramp, I guess, 
anyway, they're sitting there eating a, a plate of spaghetti together and they both pick up a noodle. To get, it's just so cute. Well, what they're actually eating is called a spaghetto. That's right. A single strand of spaghetti is called a spaghetto. You're welcome. It's time for another deep dive trivia. I didn't use that stupid voice this time. I, I embarrassed myself. Sorry. This time, kangaroo words. Now, those are not words out of Australia like Sydney or shrimp on the barbie or good day, mate. No, a kangaroo word is actually a word that happens to contain its own synonym with the letters to spell it in the correct order. You're saying, what, Doug? Well, let me explain that to you. For example, the word chocolate, C-H-O-C-O-L-A-T-E, also contains the synonym cocoa in the correct order. C-O-C-O-A. Spell it out. Look it up. Here's a couple more for you. You can test yourself. Masculine has the word male in it in the correct order. Blossom has the word bloom in it. Chicken has the word hen in it. Rambunctious has the word ruckus. That's a great word. I should use that more often, ruckus. And deceased has the word dead in it. There you go, kangaroo words. Here's your next fact, and it comes straight from the WTF file. Boanthropy is the psychological disorder in which patients believe they are a cow. I can't even think of a joke to put in here. If you can think of one, please email me, let me know, and I will insert it back into this podcast. But right now, I'm just going to have to let that go. People think they're a cow. I only have 15 minutes left, and I have so much more to tell you, and I really want you to win that million dollars. So I'm going to rapid fire the next few facts here. One, more Monopoly money is printed annually than the U.S. Treasury prints. And I, I find it unfortunate that those little tiny Monopoly bills will not fit in the ATM. That doesn't help me at all. Uh, a duck's quack doesn't echo, and nobody knows why. You would think somebody would get one of those $800,000 research grants to find out why a duck's quack doesn't echo. But I guess nobody has. If you're listening, go for it. Uh, the average American will eat 35,000 cookies in a lifetime. I call BS on that. Because I think last night watching, uh, last week tonight with John Oliver, I ate 35,000 cookies. One quarter of the bones in your body are in your foot. Now, I do happen to know there's 206 bones in the body. So 206 divided by 4 equals, so 51 and a half of those of your body's bones are in your foot. And that explains why it hurts so much when you stub your toe on the table. And lastly, German chocolate cake was named after an American baker named Samuel German. You thought I was going to say is named after an American baker, Samuel Cake. I knew I, that's what you were thinking. Okay, I think this is a good time for some more rapid fire facts. Here we go. Pencils ready. Captain Crunch, you know, the cereal. Well, he has a full name. It's Horatio Magellan Crunch. I have no idea why Quaker Oats decided he needed a full name, but he does. Ketchup was sold in 1830 as a medicine. And here's my public service announcement. Ketchup does not belong on hot dogs. If you're doing it, stop it. Number three, the blob of toothpaste you put on your toothbrush that has a name. It's called a nurdle. 
N-U-R-D-L-E, Nurdle. And I guarantee you tomorrow morning when you're putting your toothpaste on your toothbrush, you're going to remember I told you it's called a Nurdle. Almost. Write that down. Write down that word right now. A-L-M-O-S-T. Almost is the longest English word with its letters in alphabetical order. Uh Uh-huh. Check it out. And lastly, 40,000. Now keep, remember that number I just said, 40,000 Americans are injured by toilets each year. What in God's green earth are you people doing in the bathroom where your toilet injures you? All 40,000 of you, what on earth are you doing? Well, your writing hand must be cramping up from all that note taking you're doing. So I think it's time to take a quick break, give your hand a rest. And when we come back, we'll have more trivia and those deep dive trivias because I know you love that music. We'll be right back. When you're looking for a treat to freshen taste and keep breath sweet, get double smoothness, flavor too. Get the gum that's double good to chew. Double your pleasure, double your fun with double good, double good, double mint gum. Welcome back to 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. I hope you uh, were able to rest your hand during that break. And we're going to get back into it with more trivia. And right now, I think it's time for some more deep dive trivia. Here's a fact that I find personally pretty uh, fascinating. And that is that competitive art used to be in the Olympics. Yep. Between 1912 and 1948, The Olympic Games awarded medals in the area of sculpture, music, painting, and architecture. And that's according to the Smithsonian Magazine. So, you know, it has to be true because, well, it was the Smithsonian that wrote it. So, you know, it's got to be true. Uh, But after a heated debate in the post-war era, the competitions were scrapped. Now, you got to feel sorry for a guy named John Copley of Britain. He won one of the final medals. At the age of 73, he would be the oldest uh, Olympic medalist in history if his silver medal, which he got in 1948 for his engraving polo players, still counted. But since they scrapped the competitions, it didn't count. Poor John, he's out of that uh, distinction of being the oldest medalist. The whole thing fell apart in 1949 after a report was presented at the International Olympic Committee meeting in Rome, where it concluded that practically all the contestants in the art competitions were professionals. And, you know, professionals are not supposed to be competing for awards. It's only for amateurs. And they decided that the competitions would therefore be abolished and replaced with an exhibition without awards or medals. At a 1951 meeting, the International Olympic Committee decided to reinstate the competitions for the 1952 Olympics in Helsinki, but the Finnish organizers claimed there wasn't enough time to put it together, so an art exhibition was held in its place, and that is still remains in effect today. At all the Olympics, there's also a cultural art representation featuring art from around the world, so there you go. It's time for another stack of rapid-fire trivia. Here we go. The television was invented two years after the invention of sliced bread. And sitting on the couch, eating a sandwich, watching TV is what we've done ever since. 
The Boston Marathon did not allow female runners until 1972. I find that hard to believe, 1972. That certainly was a boys club that lasted a lot longer than it should have, in my opinion. Bluetooth technology was named after 10th century King, King Harold Bluetooth. I'm sorry, I laughed at that. King Harold Bluetooth. Uh, he united Denmark and Norway, and the developers of Bluetooth technology decided that, hey, that's just like uniting computers and cell phones. We'll call it Bluetooth. I'm glad they didn't call it King Harold. And that little symbol for Bluetooth, yeah, that's the symbol for uh, King Harold Bluetooth. People don't sneeze in their sleep due to their brain shutting down the reflex to sneeze. If only the brain could shut down the reflex to snore. I'm not going to say another word about that. Here's your next fact. The only letter that does not appear on the periodic table of the elements is the letter J. I've confirmed that with my vast memory from one year of high school chemistry. I'm lying. I just read this fact in a book. This next one is not funny. I just can't seem to record it without laughing. In 1923, a jockey suffered a fatal heart attack, but his horse finished and won the race, thereby making him the first and only jockey ever to win the race dead. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's not funny. I'm, I'm sorry. Death, death is not funny. Come on, Doug. Get it together. C composure. Death is not funny especially if you're a dead jockey on a horse that wins a race. Your next fact, IKEA is an acronym that stands for Ingvar Kamprad Elmchard Agnard, who is the founder's name of IKEA. It's also the farm where he grew up, and it's his hometown. And, hey, IKEA, if you're listening, a Utvangdig is a tray. Call it a tray. Don't make me guess how to spell or pronounce Utvandig. It has those two dots over the A. It's a tray. And the last bit of trivia in this stack, Reno is further west than Los Angeles. You see, Reno is 39.52 degrees north by 119.81 degrees west, while Los Angeles is 34.05 degrees north by 118. 24 degrees west. Blah, 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 blah. Number, number, number. Go look at a map. You'll see Reno is further west. Uh-oh. You know what that means? It's time for deep dive trivia. I have a couple of them for you. I don't know if you found yourself on January 1st and you have a bottle of champagne that's kind of gone flat or almost flat. Uh, here's a way to revive it. You pour some of that into a champagne glass, and then you drop a raisin in the champagne. Now, what happens is the bubbles in the champagne and sparkling wine, are they're just carbon dioxide. And when you submerge a raisin into that nearly flat champagne, any remaining carbon dioxide is going to cling to the raisin's wrinkly surface and then release it back into the drink. I was going to make a stupid joke about, don't forget to take the raisin out before you drink it. And I thought, no, oh, that really is stupid. I left it out. And here's the other deep dive trivia fact. You have a 1 in 1,461 chance of being born on leap day. Now, I happen to know a leap year baby. Some of you listening may also know a leap year baby. 
February 29th only comes around once every four years, as we all know, like it did this year. And having that birthday is rare. In fact, a person has a one in 1,461 chance of being born that day. And that is because there are 1,460 days in four years, plus the one for leap year, and that totals 1,461. So leap year babies, they are special people, especially the one that I know. We're going to close out this episode with this last rapid fire trivia. Again, pencils ready. Here we go. You cannot fold a square piece of paper in half more than seven times. Go ahead and try that one. There was a real Captain Morgan. He was a Welsh pirate who later became the Lieutenant Governor of Jamaica and makes some great rum, if you ask me. The Hawaiian alphabet only has 12 letters, five vowels, A-E-I-O-U, and seven consonants, H-K-L-M-N-P-W. If you start counting at one and spell out the numbers as you go, O-N-E, T-W-O, T-H-R-E-E, etc., you will not use the letter A until you reach 1,000. Try that one out. Vending machines kill four times as many people per year as sharks. Damn, Doug, another death reference. What is wrong with me? Uh, until the 1980s, yes, the 1980s, uh, technically it was illegal for a woman to drive a car down Main Street in Waynesboro, Virginia, unless her husband was walking in front of the car waving a red flag. A buttload is a real measurement of weight. <laughs> it's a real measurement of weight. It's used in winemaking. The average butt of wine is 126 gallons. And if you add in the casket to that, a butt of wine weighs around 1,200 pounds. And lastly, in 1999, Google was willing to sell the company for under $1 million to a company called Excite. Excite turned down the offer and they were never heard of again. And I'm kind of glad it didn't work out because instead of saying, I Googled it, I'd be saying, I excited it. And that just would not be right. And that is going to wrap up this episode. What did we learn today? Well, we hopefully, we learned a lot of things and hopefully you wrote them all down. What I would like you to do now is commit them all to memory. I'd like you to go on a game show. I would like you to win a million dollars. Then I would like you to sell me some money. I would appreciate it. We've reached the end, and it looks like I'm going to give you back a minute. I'd like to thank you for listening, and I'd like to thank you for sharing your 20 minutes that you'll never get back. Bye-bye. Hi, it's me again, Doug. I want to take up a couple more seconds of your time just to remind you, if you want to stay informed of when uh, the next podcast is posted, all you need to do is sign up at uh, on that Instagram machine, it's at 20MYNGB, 20MYNGB, and that means 20 minutes you'll never get back. Uh, if you sign up there, you'll uh, always see when the next podcast is uploaded. And if you want to leave some comments, by all means, please do go to the uh, website at 20minutespodcast.com. So it's 20minutespodcast.com, and uh, you can... Uh, Leave your comments there. It also tells you how you can be an announcer for the show. So take take a look at those two things if you'd like and stay informed. And I'll, as always, thank you very much for listening to uh, 20 Minutes. You'll never get back. Bye-bye. <laughs>